Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talk listeners. This is Trash Talk with Dave Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. This is the latest US sports podcast to hit the scene, and we're going to be releasing two episodes a week to start out. Our first episode of the week is going to hit on some NBA basketball, along with some NBL basketball from the week that was. And once the NFL week finishes up on Wednesday, we're going to be releasing an NFL episode for all our American football lovers out there. So, pretty excited to get this thing started, to be honest with you. Alright, so on this episode, we're going to be hitting on the best of the best in the NBA offseason and three teams that put themselves right into championship conversation that is the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix obviously being out west, but Boston and Milwaukee out east, and the Eastern Conference is now seemingly a race in two. They are the two best teams clearly in the east, and it's going to take an injury of some sort to derail either of their seasons. Outside of the best of the best, uh, we'll have a segment called Time to Take Out the Trash, uh, and there's something that seems to seemingly circulates every NBA offseason, and we're going to touch on that. Um, as well as that, we're going to have our NBA predictions for the season, some of the awards, the futures, and we're going to finish up with Borky's best bets for the NBA season. So, let's get this thing started. Let's go with the best of the best of the NBA offseason. Let's fly to the bust, and let's see what they've got this season. Um... They lost their their inspirational leader, Marcus Smart, in the offseason, trading him away to Memphis, and that that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, that really shocked a lot of people in the NBA, um, just given how, how good Marcus Smart is, how vital he is for that team, and just someone who's really the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics. So to lose someone like him is big. Um, they did uh, make a big addition to their front court with the addition of Kristaps Porzingis. And if you can get a healthy KP, I mean, he was a unicorn when he got drafted to the to the New York Knicks. Boston are definitely going to need that version of Kristaps Porzingis if this team has any chance of winning an NBA title this season. That wasn't the only big move that Boston made in the offseason, though. They managed to pull off probably one of the biggest moves outside of what happened in Milwaukee in the offseason with Boston picking up Drew Holiday to replace Marcus Smart now. Uh, Drew was acquired in a trade with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, They sent away Malcolm Brogdon and Rob Williams, so Boston lose a little bit of depth in that department, uh, given how good Malcolm Brogdon was last season. But picking up someone like Drew Holiday is is just so big for this team. He helps them them win right away. Uh, There's a reason why Team USA are chasing somewhat his signature, I guess, if you want to call it that, to play for the team in the Paris 2024 Olympics. Um, he's, a two, he's a two-way player, someone who's extremely reliable from the mid-range and someone who's just going to lock you up. So um, that's huge for Boston. Their starting unit is elite. Um, having Drew starting at the point guard position with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Porzingis and Horford, um, that'll be their most likely starting unit. You can probably replace Al Horford and slide Porzingis to the five and having Tatum at the four when they do want to play small, bring in Derek White. But you're going to need White coming in off the bench because they don't have a whole lot. Their depth is a bit of an issue with what they've had to give up to get Holiday. Um, outside of Derek White, they've only really got you know, Peyton Pritchard and Sam Hauser and 
O'Shea Brissett, which isn't all that deep. Um, and when it comes to such a long season that is the NBA season, you're going to need a lot of bodies coming in and out of that lineup. So that's the only issue Boston have got, but they, they're definitely going to be there when, when it matters most um, in the Eastern Conference, playing for the, at the very least, an Eastern Conference championship. And they'll be playing a team called the Milwaukee Bucks because this team is the betting favourite to win the NBA championship this season after acquiring Damian Lillard in a trade that also came out of nowhere. Uh, just given the whole offseason, it was talked about that Lillard was going to be playing in Miami or wanted to play in Miami. Uh, Milwaukee was never mentioned. Um, so this is it's a move that you know, somewhat shocked the NBA as well. Um, and, it, and adding him in, that pick and roll with Giannis is just going to be something else this season because Dame's never played with someone um, with elite athleticism and probably someone that is a top three player in the NBA um, that Giannis is. So we're going to see a different side of Damian Lillard this year. Uh, he carried Portland for, for many, many years and Portland really did nothing for him. So it's going to be great to see him in a team that can actually compete for a championship and has a legitimate shot of pulling this off. Uh, but outside of Dame, you know, their, their lineup is extremely solid and they're major difference to Boston is the fact that they do have some bodies that they can bring bring in off the pine uh, with the likes of Bobby Portis who just played for Team USA at the recent World Championships uh, campaign who's got NBA Finals experience playing for Phoenix ditto Jay Crowder um, you're going to have either Pat Connaughton or Malik Beasley coming in off the bench not the biggest Malik Beasley fan he didn't really have it in LA um, so you're probably looking at Pat Connaughton but someone who could potentially take Malik Beasley's minutes would be probably Marjon Beauchamp. And a sneaky, sneaky pick would be their recent NBA draft pick, Andre Jackson, coming out of UConn, a man that just helped them win a national championship. If it doesn't happen for him this year with Andre Jackson, he's someone that, to keep an eye on because this guy can play. Such a long, long point guard and someone who can give Dame a bit of a spell from time to time as well if it doesn't work out with campaign. So... This Bucks team is is loaded. You know, you're going to be starting their starting unit of Lillard, probably Pat Connaughton, uh, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. It probably does counter Boston's starting unit as the best in the league. Uh, and there's just no doubt that these two teams are the best in the East by a very, very long way. I know Miami did eliminate Milwaukee last season, but that came at the expense of a Giannis injury. He did come back from injury, you know, a couple of games later in that series, but you could tell that he wasn't he wasn't ready to go. But that also gives Milwaukee a bit of an edge this year that they'll have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And they're definitely gonna be the hunted now that they are the NBA favourites this season. So it's gonna be very, very very good to watch. Um, you could just about set up a best of 10 series or best of 15 series, whatever you want to do um, with Milwaukee and Boston because outside of those two, you can't really pick a team that's going to challenge them all that much. So I'm sorry to say Miami fans, but it's not happening again for you this year. Uh, um, let's head out west now. Let's go to Phoenix. Uh, in my opinion, the deepest team in the league from what they what they did in the offseason. They, they got this crazy ball rolling. Uh, by picking up Bradley Beal from Washington uh, in a trade that sent Chris Paul over there. Crazy, if you ask me. Just for the fact that they only had to give up Chris Paul to to have Bradley Beal land in their lap. This is a guy who's a potential all-star 
someone who is now a third piece in a team that already has Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And that's huge for this team because you can't double anyone. You leave any of those guys open, you're going to be made to pay. Uh, Phoenix were defeated last season by the Denver Nuggets 4-2 in the second round of the playoffs, and their major issue in that series was the fact that they simply weren't deep enough to contend with Denver. Uh, but now you you know, you know pick up Bradley Beal. They managed to trade away a, a frustrated, somewhat superstar in DeAndre Aiden to the Portland Trailblazers, and, and managed to pick up a number of pieces from that trade. They picked up Yusuf Nurkic, who is extremely good out of the high post for this team, and he's got shooters everywhere. So he's going to be good, and a guy that can bang some bodies down low too. Um, they also picked up Drew Eubanks, someone who can come off the bench for Nurkic. Started for Portland as well, so you're getting another starting caliber player there. Nasir Little, they also picked up in that deal, who also had some starting minutes for, for Portland last season. Uh, outside of those guys coming across from Portland, you pick up Eric Gordon from the Clippers, who was awesome in that first-round series against Phoenix, actually. So having him lead your lead your bench patrol alongside Grayson Allen, who will probably contend for starting minutes alongside Josh Koji, but you, know, you may as well have Koji out there because he's not going to demand much ball and you can keep your bench as solid as you can, having him coming off with EG. Yu Watanabe as well, who had a great World Cup campaign for Japan. It was very good for Brooklyn as well. Um, just another guy who can stretch the floor for you. Um, and they did pick up Bol Bol as well. It would be great to see him play some minutes and could be playing some minutes this season, speaking of how good Phoenix are going to be. Um, but outside of what you know Boston and Milwaukee have in the East, Phoenix have a lot to contend with in the West. You know, you've already got to contend with the reigning NBA champions, Denver. You've got the Lakers. You've got Memphis. Once Ja Morant comes back from suspension, they're going to be thereabouts. But, yeah, as we mentioned, Marcus Smart's there to help out in that in that space. Dallas are going to be a lot better this season, surely. You know, Luca and Kyrie will have to get it together. You know, the Clippers, if Kawhi and Paul George can stay healthy, this team's going to be thereabouts. They're, Golden State, I haven't even mentioned them. There's just so many teams out west, so it's not going to be a walk in the park for Phoenix as good as their lineup is. Um, they're going to have to, do, they'll do it the hard way, but if they are healthy, I would not want to be playing this team you know, deep in the playoffs, just, just given how deadly they can be on off, on the offensive end of the floor and the way the NBA is going. You know, teams are scoring 130 odd a night, and this team can definitely put up some points with the, with the, uh, with the weapons they've got out there. So, um, I think it, at worst for Phoenix, this team has to make the Western Conference Finals. It's one step more than what they had last season. You can't be exiting in the second round again or first round or whatnot. This team has to get there, and I think they will. Um, they probably they should wrap up with the best record in the West, just given how deep they are. Like They'll be able to spell these guys throughout the season to to have one of the best records in, in the NBA. But I think their end goal is to just have everyone healthy by, by the start of the playoffs and they'll be ready to go. They'll be they're fine to beat anyone anywhere. So but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. So that's the uh, that's the NBA off season in a nutshell. There's plenty more obviously, but uh they're the three there are three main talking points for those three teams. So why don't we move along to the NBA awards? Uh, and two awards that we're going to hit on today are the Most Improved Award and the Rookie of the Year. Uh, so let's start with the Most Improved Award. 
our last four seasons, the most improved player has made the NBA All-Star game. So the last player not to make the NBA All-Star game was in 2019 with Pascal Siakam, not making it. And as we know now, he is fairly elite. And Toronto is probably another team to be watching if they make a move around him. Um, but this is an award that, it, I'll be honest with you, it's not my favourite one. Uh, it's almost a favouritism kind of award. But there's three guys I've circled this season um, to take this award out, and we're going to start in Washington. Someone who was in, involved in a trade, and that is Jordan Poole, who was moved there from Golden State. There was plenty of talk last offseason, obviously, with the fight that he had with Draymond Green. Uh, this guy... He's a walking bucket. He is a walking bucket. Um, when Clay wasn't playing, he averaged over 24 points per game. Um, so this is he's going to have a fluorescent green light in Washington because outside of him, you got Kyle Kuzma. So Jordan Poole has every chance to to make an All Star game out of East. He's not contending with the likes of Steph or Clay or LeBron or anything like that. That could easily steal his spot. It's a lot of youth out east uh, and if this guy's a has the potential to be a top 10 scorer has the potential to make an all-star game you know you're looking at around the 13 to 15 dollar mark or plus 1300 plus 1500 however you want to read it for jordan paul is pretty pretty spicy um i can see him averaging close to close to 28 to 30 a night uh in washington so yeah i've got him circled for the most improved he's one of my three uh, next, we're going out to Philly. Let's talk some Tyrese Maxey. Uh, it's about time people start putting a little bit of respect on his name. Um, and Maxey's a Maxie's a very interesting one as well, just given all that's going on with James Harden right now. If Harden gets moved, the keys almost just get given to Tyrese to to take the show with with Joel Embiid. And again, like Jordan Poole, has the chance to be has the chance to be an All Star this season in the guard department. If you look at the guard department out east. You know, you've got Jalen Brunson, who probably makes it, Jalen Brown, Damian Lillard, Tyrese Albert, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Trey Young, just to name a few. You can edge out probably those last two. Trey Young almost seemingly is somewhat on the way out for, for All-Star Game mentions. I mean, he could have a big season, who knows, but the last couple of years it just hasn't hasn't really been it for, for Trey. So Maxi has a has a big chance in a team that will win games, and I think for them to for them to win games, they do have to move on from Harden, and Maxi will be a big reason that they will contend out east again. When I say contend, they'll probably make the second round of the playoffs, and they're not beating Boston and Milwaukee. But um, Maxi Maxi's listed at that thirteen dollar shot or plus thirteen hundred out there, and, and has all star potential. So they're they're my main two guys. For the most improved award, um, you're looking at Mikael uh, Bridges out in Brooklyn. He is a betting favourite at the moment to take it out. Uh, he has, obviously, he's got all-star quality as well, but also at the same time, he's got to beat out the likes of Jason Tatum, uh, Julius Randle, Giannis, maybe Paolo Bencaro. Uh, I think he takes a big leap this year too in his second year. Jimmy Butler. Mikael Bridges probably does get in, but... He did excel already coming over to Brooklyn in those last two months of the season. He averaged twenty, just over twenty six points per game. I don't know how much more he has to give or you know improve. I guess if you want to call it that, like for him to 
to get that kind of award, he's got to be putting up 30 and you know, six. So that's why you're looking at someone like Jordan Poole or Maxi, who guys who didn't average all that much last season to make a big leap this season with a bigger role. Um, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. So that's the most improved award. Uh, if we want to talk about the Rookie of the Year, uh, this is a far shorter pool, if you want to call it that. Uh, Victor Weminyana, who's one of the biggest biggest names in the NBA circle right now, for whatever reason, some places are offering plus money about Wemby. You're getting $2.10 or, or plus one ten out there for him. Um, seeing some of the highlights that have been posted for, for him in the offseason and short off, oh, sorry, preseason, uh, against Chet, they had a great they had a great matchup, and Chet is obviously one of those three in the conversation, along with Scoot Henderson. But some of these awards tend to be a little bit based on popularity, uh, and Wemby's going to provide a lot of highlights for a team who won't win a lot of games, but his stats are going to be off the charts for that team in San Antonio. So he doesn't have you know guys like Shea or Josh Giddy that are going to take a lot of stats away from Chet. Chet is going to help them win games, but he's, you know, if you're just purely looking at stats at the end of the day, Wemby's are going to be far greater than, than Chet's. Scoot has a bit of a chance out in Portland, especially now that they've moved on from Dame and had Drew Holiday for all of about a day and a half. Um, he's He will post some nice numbers too, um, but you, know, you just kind of get the feeling that it's Wemby's to lose as long as he is healthy this season. And fingers crossed he is because he's uh, he's a joy to watch. That's our NBA awards chat wrapped up. So uh, I think it's time to take out the trash. Now, something we see every season and we're kind of getting over it, to be honest with you. It's Ben Simmons' workout videos. We've been fooled so, so many times in the past of Ben just taking uncontested threes in warm-ups and blowing by no one to third dunks and whatnot. I've said it so many times before, until we see Ben do this in games, we know he can blow by people and you know, dunk and whatnot, but until we see him shoot the three ball, I do not want to see another video of his pregame where warm-ups shooting threes. I don't need to see it. No one needs to see it. Australian basketball doesn't need to see it because uh, you know we've never had Ben in their lineup since, what, 2015, 2016? So... I think we've all had enough of it. We're cheering Ben on to have a big year because let's be honest, out in Brooklyn, the the expectations aren't all that high for them. So he's probably in the best situation this year and I hope he's had a good off-season because he was elite in Philly until that series against Atlanta probably ruined his, ruined his career somewhat. Um, but it could be a big year for Ben. He's someone that can clearly average, you know, 10, 6 and 6 and whatnot in Brooklyn but just enough with the workout videos. We're, we don't need to see any more of it. Enough's enough. All right, best bets. Best bets for the NBA season. Let's uh, let's head to the play-in tournament. Both the East and West have circled two teams that one obviously didn't make it last season, the other, the other did and almost seemingly just live in the play-in right now. Um, but we'll start out East. The Orlando Magic, plus 130 or $2.30 to make the play-in this season. They're a team that could easily finish in that 9-10 spot. They can take a big leap this season. Um, I, th- I feel like they're they're better than the likes of 
uh, Chicago and Charlotte and whatnot teams that were all contending around there. Washington. Um, this is a team that's 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 ready. It's almost had like a little bit of a five year plan, but having someone like a Bancaro and Franz Wagner and obviously Mo Wagner, they drafted well with picking up Anthony Black. Still got Wendell Carter. This is a team that can easily easily fit into that top 10 out east and i'm not saying they're going to win their playing game i'm just saying they're going to make it and that is a healthy price about a team that's ready to take the next leap this season and if we move out west it's a team that's just uh, always in the playing tournament and that's minnesota <laughs> um if you look if you look out west the west is looted um but they are a top 10 team in the west they're a 7 to 10 team in the west because they just enjoy playing in playing basketball so yeah, they'll be falling in there and there. You're looking at about plus 140 or $2.40 about Minnesota to make the play-in tournament. So um, they're obviously... They've got Anthony Edwards who had a very good world championships. Uh, he was in the All-Star 5 for that. Their second year now with Rudy and Carl Anthony Towns. So I can't see him taking a step backwards, but they're just going to fall in that 7 to 10 spot because they're, to be honest with you, they're not really good enough to make the top six right now. So yeah. That's the best bets wrapped up. That's the show wrapped up, to be honest with you. So uh, if everyone had fun, I think we can do it all again next week, right? Let's do it. That's the Borkle Trash Talk out. <laughs>